Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture, from music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today is Wizarding Wednesdays. Wizarding Wednesdays is where I talk about Harry Potter-related topics, all that magical stuff. But before I get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you can get your podcast. So without further ado, let's start off with some Harry Potter news. I actually have some Harry Potter news. Um, so the biggest thing that I saw uh, recently was Daniel Radcliffe was on Hot Ones. That was, this is where a lot of people got a lot of news from Daniel Radcliffe, and, and I gotta say, he, him on, him on Hot Ones, it, it, it just goes to show that he is one of those child actors that just, he wasn't a Jake Lloyd <laughs> incident, where, um, where people just bash on you for a role, or they treat you like a star, or, well, Jake Lloyd's different, Jake Lloyd's different from Star Wars, um, for those who do not know, Jake Lloyd played, uh, young Anakin in, uh, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, and his treatment was unbearable, he's one of those child actors that just wasn't lucky, and he was treated unfairly, but with Daniel Radcliffe, um, we seen him grow, and then we see him mature, um, and he just became like a decent guy, really. And and seeing and seeing uh, Daniel Radcliffe just being just a decent dude, it, it was really good to see that. Some people who who are best known for you know a big role such as you know Harry Potter, which is like a like a over a billion dollar franchise, it's it's hard to keep away from that, but he, he could still talk about it, like, he's not, I, I don't think he is ashamed of, he, I think he just accepted that this is his reality, um, this is his, you know, his life, and it's hard to walk away from that, even if you did walk away from it, or you decide that, or when they all finally decided that it's done, he still likes to talk about it, and, and I, I, I appreciate Sean for, uh, Sean Evans, um, for bringing it up, he, he did, a, uh, he did sort of, like, he did a little apology, or, it's more of, like, I, it's hard not, it's hard not to talk about Harry Potter in front of Daniel Radcliffe, because, of course, he wanted to talk about, you know, his other stuff, um, his other work, his other movies, his shows, but, there's just something about Daniel Radcliffe that you you just gotta talk about Potter. It's it's hard to, it's it's like he is the one. <laughs> he is the one, and he, he he shared some some pretty deep secrets. Uh, pretty deep secrets about um, about Harry Potter, and for example. For example, there, I think it was Chamber of Secrets he was talking about. In Chamber of Secrets, there was, like, you know, animals. Remember when they're turning, like, animals into water goblets? Like, it was the spell of one, two, three, veraveto. And then, like, Ron tried to do it with his, uh, with scabbers. Uh, and he did, like, one, two, three, veraveto. But his... 
his cup was like a furry cup with a tail. It was like, it was so gross. Um, but what Daniel Radcliffe was talking about was <laughs> that there was a monkey <laughs> and there was like a masturbating monkey. <laughs> there was a masturbating monkey. It was, I did not know that, but it's, it's funny. It's funny to see that. Or to see that I didn't see that at all. I'm talking about to hear that story from Daniel Radcliffe. So, so uh, go check out the full interview um, with um, with uh, Sean Evans on Hot Ones. So Daniel Radcliffe on Hot Ones. And by the way, by the way, before like this is sort of a spoiler, uh, sort of a spoiler from that. Um, like Daniel Radcliffe handled that like a champ. Like he really handled that like a champ. Um, he wasn't really phased by those hot wings. I mean, he said it's like, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is not, uh, it's hot. Like, like, it, it's like, he knows it's hot, but he's like, I feel like he's putting like on a face. Um, I think a lot of us do like put on a, like a straight face, like, oh yeah, that's hot. But like, you're trying to maintain a good posture. (laughs) So yeah. And also, on other news, um, I did talk about, on music, like, there's a Harry Potter versus Luke Skywalker, uh, on Epic Rap Battle of History, go check that out, already talked about it on, on Music Mondays, but yeah, it's like, it's basically Lego versions, Uh, it's like a Lego Epic Rap Battle, it's really cool, so go check that out, um, but the biggest standout that I remembered is Tom Felton is actually doing, uh, like Instagram reactions of, of, um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone. So, so what I like about it is like, I'm a, this is like my favorite film. This is my all time Harry, like favorite Harry Potter film. And and him watching it, I, I didn't even need to, like, you know, watch another screen, like, watch another screen to see which part he's, like, you know, I could hear it, at least we could hear the movie, uh, but then again, if you want to watch the movie, you can, <laughs> you can watch the movie if you can, um, but Tom Felton, he is watching it, and he's doing, like, increments, right, he is watching 11 minutes, and then the second part was watching it in 20 minutes, but he want to keep going, he, you can tell he's really enjoying this movie, he, he's not getting bored of it whatsoever, so, and it's free. It's free. You can go on Instagram. If you have an Instagram account, follow Tom Felton and and try to find videos of him watching the movies. It, it's basically him, like, the thumbnail is just him looking at a screen. And you don't see the screen uh, in the thumbnail, but you can tell he's watching something. So, he, in the beginning, he would do, like a, like, a singing, like, you know, playing his guitar. But... But eventually he'll watch the movie, and I, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm really loving it, and he should continue. I I love watching it because because it's like reliving my childhood uh, childhood through him. Because he hasn't seen this, he haven't seen Sorcerer's Stone slash Philosopher's Stone in twenty years. That's a long time, and 
to watch that before your eyes and just seeing like the magic he's like reliving the magic of it of course he knows the behind the uh, behind the scenes and all that stuff but but still him reliving the magic and he's you could tell he is such a harry potter fan and and also the harry potter reunion uh which happened not too long ago uh you could tell he 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 is still in touch with his co-workers, his uh, co-actors like Jason Isaacs. He's very close to Jason Isaacs because you know he played his father. Um, he was very close to the Weasley twins or uh, James and Oliver Phil uh, Phillips Phelps Phelps. <laughs> um, I was gonna say Michael Phelps <laughs> for some reason, um, and uh, and the rest of the cast, and of course Daniel Radcliffe as well. Like he. Um, it's just so great to see actors who've never forgotten, not only forgotten, but accept the fact that this is what they're known for. And there is like a, not, I think there's like a bit of a responsibility, but also, but also just embracing the fact that you've done this, you've done this great thing. And yes, you've moved on to other great, you know, big projects like, uh, but, but still it is wonderful to see these actors who never shown like shunned away from what makes them special you know and i think they are still forever grateful that they got these opportunities because of harry potter so yeah i'm trying to find a main topic because like these are like basically news i had i had a topic in mind um i was supposed oh man I wonder if I, w- I was going to talk about this. You know what? Let's just go for it. This is... <laughs> if you know the title, then you know what I'm going to be talking about. But I don't know if I am going to do it, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. This is going to be the Umbridge rant. I want to let out my frustrations about this woman... <laughs> in the Harry Potter franchise, everybody, I'm, like, you may, uh, we just love to hate her, we just love to hate her, but then again, here, here's, here's another thing, I'm not gonna hate the actress, I'm not gonna hate the actress, um, in the movies, because she plays the part so well, so I'm not gonna hate the actress, that's the full disclaimer, if you're gonna hate an actress because of a character, that is not right, Do not hate an actor for what they've been told to do. You can hate the character. You can express your hatred of a character, but at least embrace the fact that these actors or actresses play these characters. For example, Jake Lloyd. I do not think he deserved... No, he he definitely did not deserve the hate when he was playing Anakin Skywalker in, in The Phantom Menace. That is not right. That is a child, and he was bullied for it. And now look where he ended up. I think that's... I, I I mean, I was too young to even say something about it. But... But that's just wrong. And... And you could say that for other Star Wars characters or any franchise. Like, any actors or actresses that are being hated because of a portrayal. Don't do that. Because they're just doing their job. So, with that being said... I'm not going to hate the actress who played Dolores Umbridge in uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. However, 
I'm gonna hate the character because this character just drives me nuts. <laughs> this I'm reading Order of the Phoenix right now, and I'm just. <laughs> for those who do not know, for those who do not lo- know, Dolores Umbridge is is a ministry uh ma- minister. Uh, I'm trying to collect my thoughts right now because I. <laughs> I, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. She works for the ministry. She works for the the Ministry of Magic, and and uh, she was appointed as Defense Against the uh, Dark Arts in in fifth year. But the main reason she was hired so that she could keep an eye on Hogwarts as a High Inquisitor. High Inquisitor means. You have, you know, certain rights, uh, ministry rights that will basically observe the school. And, man, when she's expecting these teachers, when she was expecting, uh, uh, inspecting these Hogwarts teachers, especially Hagrid, I was, I felt so sorry for Hagrid, um, because she was talking slow as if he, uh, he's illiterate. Like, he's not. Like, he could read. He could write. But the way he talks is different. So, like, she was talking slowly. It's like... It's like, uh... It's like someone speaking so slow for someone who... Who looks like they don't understand English, but they do. So, it's like... It's it's very offensive. It's very offensive. She is a witch. I mean, she is a witch, but... Like, it, I, I, she's She's evil. She's evil. Um, And the fact that she really hates, she really hates Harry for, like, you know, because she's trying, uh, Harry's trying to disrupt the peace, really. Disrupt the peace, but, like, also bring it to reality. She, uh, I understand what her job is, and that is not to cause a panic within the ministry, but also, like, she just hates Harry so much. Um, I know that uh, it was revealed that she was the one that sent the Dementors uh, to attack Harry. And and I was like, that wasn't discussed in the movies. That wasn't discussed in the movies. It was actually in the books. So it was just like this book is so long. The book is so long, and my hatred for Dolores has just been going on and on and on to the point where, like, <laughs> I want to avada cadaver on you, <laughs> but too bad they didn't. I think she's still alive. Maybe she's maybe she's in Azkaban. I don't know. I really don't know where she ended up. Um, I probably have to Google what her fate her fate is. But anyways, um, I do not like, um, her torture methods, especially the, in detention, when you're scribbling, I must not tell lies, and then, like, getting, like, that scratched on, on the back of your, at the back of your hand, like, oh, and then you have to keep doing that, that's, that's torture, that is pure, like, that is torture, like, and then, um, but what gives me the immense satisfaction, 
the immense satisfaction it is that when like Minerva is the only one that's really like properly standing up to her but also you can tell that Dolores is just she's intimidated by McGonagall she uh, like McGonagall is not a person that's being pushed around even with inspections her inspection like even with inspection like Dolores wants to fire her so bad but she cannot deny that that McGonagall knows how to teach and then I just finished this uh, chapter where McGonagall and Harry were talking about careers and and then when Harry says um, he wants to be an auror um, Umbridge really doesn't want Harry to become an auror like she just knows like she just knows like and Harry like you know Potter is not fit to be an auror and then McGonagall just McGonagall just stand up to her and says like Potter, I will help you. I will help you become an or if it's the last thing I do. And like, I was like, yes, yes, stand up to her. Like, it, and I could tell that Harry just with the immense sense of pride that, like, she, like he embraced McGonagall for that. And it, you can just show, you can just see, you can just see how. She will not be told she is wrong, and that's the whole thing. I I don't think people there are people like that who cannot be changed. They are always egotistic and to the point that there is no point of return. I'm not saying that people people can't change. It's just characters like these characters like Dolores Umbridge cannot be changed because of how. How how one track mind they are like they they know that they they just believe that they are right and oh I remember this when when um when Dolores saw Forenze for, for those who do not know uh, Forenze or Forenze he's a uh, he's a centaur and when when Trelawney uh, when Tre- Professor Trelawney who is the divination professor. Um, was sacked, was sacked from her job because she did not meet uh, Dolores' uh, Umbridge's, Umbridge's expectations. Uh, Forenze just just took over, and and she does not like half breeds. She does not like werewolves. She doesn't like centaurs. She doesn't like giants. Like anything that's part human, she hates. She hates it, and to, uh, her face. When she saw Forenze, it was like, oh, 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 I was like, even though I'm reading, I'm just like clapping. <laughs> I'm just clapping. Um, and of course, I remembered in Deathly Hollows um, part one in the movie when Harry stunned her like, like you're lying, Dolores. And we must, and we mustn't tell lies. Stupefy, and he just like stunned her very quickly. I was like, yes, yes, because I don't think I could handle her any longer. And good thing we did not like handle, like deal with her any longer. Oh man, it was the immense satisfaction on my face. Like, oh, man, I was so happy. I was so happy, and. Of course, of course. I think the immense satisfaction 
um, was also when in Order of the Phoenix, when not just not just when Grop like uh, Groppy like Groppy like he is the uh, Hagrid's uh, half brother. He pick uh <laughs> like picked up Dolores and then like just tossed it to the centaurs. The centaurs just took. Uh, and then the centaurs took her away, and I was like, yes, yes, and then the most satisfying thing is when she got sacked, when she got sacked from Hogwarts, and I was like, yes, but, but props to the actress, props to the actress who played her so well, you played a menacing, annoying, most frustrating character like she is such a great actress i don't think it's hard to imagine other actress uh, actresses who could pull this off but she did she really did i think the but i think the best description of her uh in the books is like she looks like a giant toad trying uh, um swallowing a juicy fly that is the best description of a <laughs> of an <laughs> of a character that we're going to hate so much. So yeah, so yeah. Oh man, that felt good. It felt good to <laughs> just bash on the character. Really, I think I think it, it reminds me of 1984. <laughs> it reminds me of 1984 when you have when you have televisions. Uh, 1984 is a is a book uh, by uh, George Orwell, I, I think. Yeah, and and they have this moment where they would basically express hatred for something, whatever whatever shown on the screen, on a TV screen, and this is just I think that's one of these methods of like just expressing your anger because expressing your anger or frustration of something. Um, in a healthy way, in a healthy way, then, so yeah, that is my overall rant of Dolores Umbridge. Anyways, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long, farewell, take care, bye-bye.